Hi, I'm Graham Hyde, and this is a podcast all about making stuff better. The aim is to share knowledge and learning and spark curiosity in improving the health and care experienced by the people of Leeds through a series of conversations which are almost entirely grounded in the city. But what is a local care partnership? It's the term used in Leeds to describe our model of joined up working to deliver local care for local people working in and with local communities. All local care partnerships share the same key feature, a range of people working together, regardless of the employing organisation, to deliver joined up collaborative care that meets the identified population's needs. Each local care partnership includes statutory organisations such as the City Council, the NHS, but also brings together the vast knowledge, experience and expertise of the thriving third sector, community groups and elected members, alongside local people, to deliver services that support people to access the right support when they need it and thrive using their individual and community assets. The local care partnership model is strongly rooted in our Leeds health and wellbeing strategy embedding the vision that Leeds will be a healthy and caring city for all ages, where people who are the poorest improve their health the fastest. There are 15 of these local care partnerships covering the whole of Leeds, one for each person living in the city, and build on the strengths and an extensive history of collaboration in the city to realise some of the most exciting person-centred transformations in health and care. Now, on to this episode. Our guest in this episode is Pete Thompson, who is ping pong for you in the city and is delivering adapted ping pong activities to people of all ages and abilities. So we've already had a conversation with Martin Lee of Active Leads in episode seven of this podcast, where we talked about the importance of activity in improving the health and well-being of the people of Leeds. So hopefully we're going to learn a little bit more about how Pete is using his skills and passion to get people more active um, who need it the most. So welcome, Peter. Thank you. Great to be here. Surprised Good. to be invited, but I'll do my best for you. I'm sure you will. Excellent. OK, so uh, I'm interested in not just in your um, current activities, but how did you get to this point in your career? Um well, actually, um, I was the worst table tennis player in my family. Okay. Um, um, some people hang around then and say, well, were the others any good? They actually were really, really good. And um, only now or later on in life do you realise how good they were. So my mum played for England all over the world. And um, uh, my dad was her coach. And my brother uh, was... Um, junior champion of Leeds and captain of Oxford Uni. Very clever guy, so he was. Yeah. So I was the one that they used to um, stick in the corner of the room and berate and say, you're rubbish, we hate you. No, they didn't. <laughs> uh, I, I I, played and I'm yeah. OK, but I'm nothing like their standard. So um, family were brilliant. Um, you know, the time they gave us and the encouragement and making you... Uh, feel good about yourself. They were just magic. Uh, sadly, no longer uh, mum or dad are with us, but I'm sure they'd be pleased with what I'm trying to do now. So, uh, yeah, I, I went off to a teacher training college and um, 
I was primary school teacher and then strangely enough some people thought I was pretty decent at that so I became a deputy head in all Woodley actually and then okay. a head teacher for 18 years in North Yorkshire so if you saw me now you'd see how old and wrinkly I look that's probably <laughs> because of being a head teacher and then I um, uh, I stopped being head teacher about five years ago and um, I trained as a uh, table tennis coach okay um, that was a complete pleasure I also trained as a golf coach because that's what I used to do in my spare time but in terms of table tennis Trained as a coach and then lovely lady there called Sally Schutt who was in charge of um, table tennis for Table Tennis England in our part of the world. She said, oh, uh, you've got just the skill set we need. Thought, oh, yeah. that's a fancy phrase. Um, so I started doing some voluntary work for her and then um, got more into it, which then meant that I was doing work for um, uh, active leads within the Council of Leeds and yeah. some also work in Bradford and um, that then developed into getting more people active and then um, using the, the, the plan that Active Leads had which will fit into the council priorities it was how to reach the most hard to reach least active people okay and that became um, that became the biggest part of my work life yeah yeah okay and so so there's obviously a, a real family history of um, table tennis. So I need to, for my own peace of mind, is it table tennis? Is it, or is it ping pong? Or doesn't it matter? In my head, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, my, my, my family were real purists, so we would we would talk about table tennis. But um, there is something now that they put on Sky, which is ping pong, which is slightly different. I mean, it's mm. the same table, it's the same net, it's the same ball. They do use different um, bats uh, from what you buy in the shop. So, so they actually standardise the bat and they have one or two points that are classed as counting more than a normal point. But actually getting the ball over the net and moving people around the room, it's the same. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't care what we call it as long as we get <laughs> people, first of all, enjoying it and having yeah. fun. Yeah. And then if they happen to um, get more active, get more mentally stimulated, physically more active and uh, less socially isolated, all the better. If they then want to play for teams, let's help them do that too. Definitely. Okay, so tell us, so what's ping pong for you? So that is your branded, you know, I can see you've got a branded uh, uh, top on. Yeah. So is, is ping pong for you? your own invention or is it a franchise is it a national thing or is it just you and in Leeds yeah so it it is um called a community interest company now um which means uh, I presume as the title says it means that whatever profit we make we put back into the community and so there's um, a small number of us who work so thankfully at the moment um one of my own family, my uh, youngest son is working for us, which is a great feeling. I think mum and dad would be happy with that. Yeah. Um, and we have some coaches. And so that's that's quite seasonal work. Um, so we're actually terribly busy at the moment um, working in um, all sorts of the deprived communities of, of Leeds with, with coaches working predominantly with young children and families. Yeah. Uh, part of the healthy holidays um, 
uh, Marcus Rashford initiative. Yeah. And we'll be doing that again in um, at Christmas time. And we do some other work in some other parts of the north of England as well. So so we're doing some work in Wakefield, which nicely happens to be where my mum grew up, which is, feels very special to do that there. Sure. Um, so, yeah, there's a small number of us, but we really want it to grow because people say nice things about what happens and what it does to people. So obviously, if, if that's true, then we want it to get out to more people. So at the moment, it, it's, it's small. Um, we're having a lot of fun doing it, which is privilege. That's well. That's, I I always find that really important, especially you know, you you spend a lot of time at work. It's always good to have a smile on your face and to have fun at work. So yeah, I, I can quite I can get behind that. But what what really gets you out of bed in the morning though? Um, I really really do love the work. You know, people say, oh, you're very passionate and. It's a word I don't typically use very often, but I think, well, if people say that, then fair enough. Yeah. I really like getting people to enjoy playing our games. So I've devised a range of games that anybody can play from the age of 18 months to 104. Those are real figures because I know that people have played them who are those ages. Okay. And anybody in between and anybody with ability or it's not a favourite word of mine, disability. Um, and I love, so this morning I've been in um, Tins Hill with some young families there in a church hall and they they were between um, four years old and 12 today and they've loved it and they're moving well and they're playing well. I stop them now and again and say, look, we're not just here to do this, we're here to do it well and I'll give them some tips and, you know, we really can produce uh, in England internationals or Chinese internationals from uh, our backyard here, it is possible. Yeah. I, I, I happen to know that. Uh, but equally, um, it's fun. So I then went from there to Bermontofts and there were 35 children from uh, all sorts of different ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. And again, it was similar games and that, and they were loving it. You know, I've just sent a little video tweet out this afternoon just showing what's possible. It's yeah. that, it's that I think that's a great thing is what is possible. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, I used to do loads of work in care homes and I've, I've, I've had some really quite sad uh, conversations with people who say, oh, no, don't ask so-and-so. He's got very bad hand-eye coordination. And I, I and, she, and this person said it in front of the, the residents of the care home. And I thought, well, first of all, it's not doing him any good to hear that. But secondly, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know if you played my games or our ping-pong for you games? Let's try them because one thing's for sure. They're not going to hurt anybody. Nothing's going to go wrong. Let's give it a go. And I'm thinking now of a particular place, and I won't name the place, but it, it's very vivid in my memory where this care worker said just that, pretty much put this man in his place. And I thought, I was kind of fired up then to think, let's yeah. see what we can do here. Yeah. And he could play. And it took a while. And he got serious dementia. And we found a way to show him and then gradually over time he could actually connect with the ball and we've got different sizes and colours of balls and we, we, we've got some special nets that we put on normal tables that we can then adapt to anybody's need okay so we, we've, we've played with people in Calvary, we've played with people how about this playing at St Gemma's Hospice yeah you know what a privilege that was Matt you know yeah. uh, as a kid we used to 
we were there when it used to be a private school and then uh, my dad used to go to mass there when he couldn't walk to the local church and then um, he ended up dying there and and I thought what a privilege to go back to St Gemma's I really want to get this right I mean I want to get it right wherever but what a privilege and I went there and I set the tables up after lunch and said hello to the people we're playing with and set some of these fancy games up that we've got played with a lady who was 90 called Veronica and she played the games for a few minutes and she said, can't we just play, you know, that game where we just did it over and over and over the net. So I got rid of all the fancy games we just played. But fantastic. She absolutely loved it. Yeah. End of life care we're playing. Or yeah. when we, pre-COVID, I would go on a Friday afternoon to the elderly wards at St. James's. It's just magic. And the staff would come and say, what are you doing? So I've come to play ping pong. No, seriously, what are you doing? I said, yeah, so-and-so expects me. Um, the matron, I've made the arrangements with her, can we come and watch? So they come and watch, and of course the patients are sitting there mid-afternoon, absolutely bored out of their heads, yeah. and they're not, they're not ill enough to not play, Yeah. so we play, and the staff think, look at that, look at that, I never thought he'd be able to do that. And, and then, we, so we also have a, a training course to be able to show people how to play the games, how to make them appropriate, yeah. for people of all abilities so that they can engage and uh, certainly those wards in, in St James I mean that was only probably a couple of years ago now but that was marvellous just, yeah, just get people to play and the, the buzz that we all get from it fantastic yeah, yeah. so so it's it's it seems as though anybody can access these games and yeah what you're providing but why what are the benefits do you see for people's health and well-being about moving okay so i think we use some of these words so readily and so often we forget what they actually look like in practice so when we like you said there graham health and well-being we just trot them off like we say inclusivity we just trot them off and after a while we think I'm not sure what that means. Well, if you saw these games, you would see how inclusive they are. When you see people's smile gradually widen the more we play, or you hear the room gradually fill more and more with laughter, then I'd say to you, they're scoring very highly on the well-being, health and well-being, inclusivity, ometer, if there is yeah. such a thing. But yeah. there is such a thing, because you can see it in people's faces. Even with blooming masks on, you can see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've had dissertations written about the impact of uh, our sessions and our games and, and, and our interaction and so on. But, I, I, you know, I think it's about 29 page dissertation, last one written. I'd say the key word is fun. Yeah, definitely. Very, very, very rare that you meet somebody who says, no, actually, I don't want fun. No, no, thanks. I just want to sit in the corner. Yeah. I don't want fun. I know you're all having it, but I just want to sit here. So yeah. the fun then leads to activity and the activity then leads to them thinking, hang on, maybe I'm not. They're getting a zone. They forget that they've got multiple sclerosis. They forget that they've got cancer. You know, yeah. we've been at wheat fields as well. For that moment or two, for that hour or half hour, whatever we're playing, they're yeah. thinking about the ball, they're thinking about how to control it, they're thinking about what the mate's doing on the next table. They forget, and their loved ones also are thinking, hang on, we're not just thinking about dementia, Parkinson's, etc., etc. We're thinking, 
look, she's playing. Yeah. This is great. And yeah. they get into the zone of thinking, and they are, having a good time. Yeah, I'm afraid they do have Parkinson's. And it cannot, uh, our games cannot cure you. But they can, for the period of time that you're playing, make you feel good. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, is there? That is absolutely such a positive not. thing. And do you, so I don't know, do you, once you've, once you've been into a, into a situation and you've played the games with various people, do you ever hear little tales from, I don't know, the professionals that you're, that you're working with, that you've maybe played a game with Elsie or Charlie? Do you ever hear like the tales of, oh, after you'd left, Charlie did this or Elsie did this, sort of the, the unforeseen consequences of having a really good time with you for half an hour? Yeah, I, I've got, I think I've got an answer really for that, which is, um, so, yeah, obviously, again, I'm not a great fan of jargon, but um, the word sustainability is what would be helpful. So yeah. when we run the training course, that's to help people be more sustainable. We, we, we don't just want it to, to die on its feet when we go out with the bag of bats and balls and so on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I got asked to speak to a whole load of um, GP uh, practice managers a while ago in the uh, Merrion House place. Yeah. And um, uh, I thought, well, I don't want to talk. Let, let's let the, the players talk. So I uh, took, took a group along of, of ladies from Hope. They're, they're based in Osmondthorpe. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had no idea what they were going to say. I'd really got no idea. One lady read a poem out about the impact of the games. I thought, I can't believe what she's saying. Another lady said, and I had no idea, even though I played with her every week for months and months and months, she said, oh, speaking to these um, practice managers, she said, um, you would not believe the year I've had. My son committed suicide. I've had terrible time with depression. I've had uh, lung cancer. Uh, I've still got terrible breathing difficulties. But these games have changed a lot of my life. And I, I thought, I can't believe what you're saying. Wow. And it's just an ordinary East Leeds woman. Yeah. And they wanted to get um, shirts like mine. <laughs> so we got them all, uh, the logo and everything, and they chose the colour. And they, they absolutely embraced the whole thing. It was phenomenal. There's lots of stories like that, to be quite honest, but that was probably the most memorable, especially yeah. since I've no idea what they were going to say. Oh, yeah, that, that is good. That is good. Um, so how do you, how do the, how do these people find you or how do you find these people or these groups to, yeah. to go and play the games with? Yeah, so there's, there's two ways, really, Graham. So one is word of mouth where people say, oh, we've heard of, we've heard of you. Heard of Ping Pong Pete? Um, can you um, come and do? Yeah, I got one the other day, an email. Can you do Fridays for us in August? Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, let me let me see if there's any space, and let me maybe come and have a look at the venue and see what tables you've got. We'll play on anything. We'll yeah. play on absolutely anything. If a table doesn't bounce, we've got rolling games. We can play on the floor. We can play anywhere. So quite often it's word of mouth. And the other, the other main source is um, grants okay so we apply for grants and we put down what we propose to do and who we can work with so it might be to work with underprivileged families yeah. so it could be in the most 
deprived parts of Leeds. So it could be your Bermintosh, your, your Gibson and Hare Hills, your Lincoln Greens, your Seacross, these sorts of places. And you say the impact of the work and how many people you're going to affect and have positive impacts on. It could be younger people, it could be older people. There's one project coming up that we were successful with the bid for, which is intergenerational. Because you can play if you're the granny yeah. with the grandchild. The yeah. games are doable by anybody. It could be people who've got disabilities. Yeah. Having said that, it's hard to write the grant and be successful. So, and that's a worry. You know, if you saw me now, you see my elderly wrinkles and so on. It's partly because you're never certain how long it can all continue. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose that is that is a problem with with the sort of the short termness of all yes, of the grants. Is. And yeah, it feels like some organisations just are just continually writing responses to grant applications, and Correct. and that must be that must be really wearing after a time. Because uh, you yeah. just don't know, do you? You don't know, and of course we we hear lots. Lots of people say really nice things about it, and then you think, oh, okay, I'll, I'll believe you. Um, and then you write a, a grant or a bit of bid for a grant, and then when it comes back as a rejection, you think, oh, no, I wonder how we could have made it better. But also, we, we're absolutely sure that we would make a big impact on whoever we've played with, and that's the promise. But, you know, you're up, you're up against others who presumably are able to say the same. There's a lot of great people out there. Yeah. Um, we just try and make every single session of ours as engaging as we can. Um, you know, as I said to our coaches when we did some training before this summer session now, make, make the first minute of your first session be just as great as the last minute of your last session. Some of the people we work with are not having a fun time. Let's give them a good time. Come on. And what... Um, so this podcast is is really around sort of shining a bit of a light on local care partnerships and that collaboration around populations so do you tend to go it alone in terms of ping pong for you or do you work very much in collaboration with other organizations in certain communities i i, I think you'd have to say everywhere we go we're working with some other groups sometimes it's with several so today we were working with colleagues from uh, well, they were based at the Compton Centre, which is like a uh, a one-stop shop place now where, yes, there is a library, but there's also police there and there's also people who help you with your benefits and help you with your your language translation and so on. So they, they had some staff there. I happen to know them particularly well. They wanted me to go to Bermontoff's today, so we went there to a community centre. Everywhere we go, we're working with somebody. So, you know, we're at St. Gemma's Hospice. We're working with the the end-of-life care people, aren't we? Or we're working in schools, we're working with people there. Um, in the community, I mean, one, one lovely group in terms of health was um, uh, the, the, the people based at York Street Practice, where they're, um, uh, the groups of people they have coming in there have got all sorts of multiple needs. But the ones who um, we've engaged with, particularly during COVID, have been the homeless. Mm-hmm. And um, that has been absolutely brilliant. Quite a lot of homeless people, quite a lot, have been in prison. And yeah. a lot of them have played table tennis in prison and are good. Yeah. And so quite often they'll uh, 
not not be too shy in coming forward and they'll say oh i'll beat you so on they come and um it's always a bit hard that because my main aim at work is to give people a good time but actually I don't like losing. <laughs> so you get a bit competitive as I, well, yeah. I get a bit confused. I'm not quite sure what to do really there, you know. But I mean that that, that particular um, medical practice have been fantastically supportive and introduced us to um, homeless groups around the city. Sometimes asylum seekers, sometimes uh, staying currently in hotels could be. You know, we've worked at St. George's Crypt and we've worked at, at the church above it, the lighthouse people there. So, um, yeah, it's always collaboratively, we're never on our own. And, and that always feels good, too. And, and, and I suppose that as well is, as a, as a consequence of that, you then um, do work with more people and work gets around about what we have to offer, which is great. Definitely. And I've, I've seen outdoor tables being yeah. built or introduced Correct. Do you do so? Is your work both inside and outside? Do you, do you yes, basically go anywhere? It is. Yeah, I will go anywhere. I'll go anywhere to give people a good time and give them fun, <laughs> and and with it they'll have exercise. And you do meet some phenomenal people. Really, really, I can't tell you a day when I come back and think, well, you know, I don't think I've ever come back and said, fucking heck, that was the most boring day ever. Never. Yeah. You, you, it's amazing actually when you get into conversations with people by playing. Um, what pleasure we all get from that but I mean, my main focus is to play but the conversations go with it so yes the council I'd have to say uh, in Leeds have been absolutely brilliant in terms of seeing what table tennis as a sport has got to offer what our ping pong for you adaptive games have got to offer and they keep um, we work very well together I think they've been great and they're great for the people of the city so yes there are some brand new tables outside and I go there on a weekly basis at the moment, as they call it, to activate it, to say, hey, do you want to come and play? Yeah. And we advertise it. And, and we've had some great people playing them. So there's one brand new one at Temple Newsom, which is near the playground there or near the entrance to Go Ape. And there's loads of families there near a playground. And they've been great. And fortunately, um, Table Tennis England have got a scheme where at the moment we then are able to give some free bats and balls away so they can come and play on the free tables. There's a new table at Tropical World, Ramby Park, and there's a new one at Cross Flats. And um, so, so those are free. But, but equally, there's lots of free tables around the city. Um, if you just go on, on a website, just, just Google and type in P-A-N-G exclamation mark, type in your postcode, it tells you where the free tables are actually across the country where you can play for nothing. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So just sort of, Maybe thinking about, are there any real highlights to your to your work so far? Like any specific projects or people? So you mentioned the the guy before that was in a care home, but any other sort of, I don't know, life affirming uh, experiences that you've had with people around your activities that you've gone, you've kind of come home and gone. I've had a really good day today because I've I've done this with this person or this group of people. Is there any sort of standout stuff for you? Yeah, um, I mean, no, it's a bit of a cliche, but it, it is true. I suppose it's part of my uh, teaching background as well. But I would honestly say I think I am still learning something every day. And I think that's great. So, you know, the games that we have and we, we, we show people on our course, 
it's not just there you go set it up like that fold your arms and off we go it's watch and see how we can help people improve or how we change the game so this morning the little girl was only four years old and the the, the game that the target she was bouncing the balls towards had to be brought nearer otherwise she was not going to succeed yeah but i i think one of one of my favorites actually was um uh, playing with a lady who um i went to a care home and um it was it was in the bradford area actually half past 10 in the morning and she was dressed she'd had a breakfast she'd been washed she was dressed she was sitting in front of a tv watching a rerun of i'm a celebrity get me out of here okay and she probably wouldn't have been watching that first time around anyway and she was asleep mm -hmm. and you know she's paying at least 800 pounds a week for this yeah. and i thought this is grim the, the the room was lifeless it was it was it was not a happy place. Anyway, I gave her a nudge and we set a table up and she's in a wheelchair and she was she had multiple sclerosis and was registered blind. Right. So so she's not your typical table tennis player, is she? No. Okay, so you know, if you rang me up six years ago and said I've got you somebody to play with and then you listed those um difficulties, yeah. I'd have to scratch my head and think I know what we're going to do here. Anyway, I've got used to those kind of um, um, problem solving situations. And that's fine. Don't, that lady's not a problem. Nobody's a problem. We're going to work with them and make it happen. Anyway, um, because of the nets that we use, because of the different balls that we've got, I found a way that morning to um, engage her in a rally. And it, it, it was it was sensational. I mean, partway through it, first thing I did was turn the telly off. Yeah, and then we 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 got it going, and the, uh, the lady, the activities coordinator for the home, said, "Can't believe what you're doing here." And then I said, "Well, look, just watch carefully. Let's let's see what's possible, and then you can we can bring some more people over to play in a minute." And partway through it, this lady's daughter, who must be early fifties, came in, took a coat off, and said, "Hey, mum, what are you doing?" And Sam playing table tennis and then the lady looked at me and she said can I take a video I said of course you can so she took a video sent it to all the family all over the world and said you know look what mum's doing and um before we knew where we were ta table tennis England is sending professional videographer to come and do a whole sort of program on it and, and wow. some other places where we work similar different little stories but that's it. That just shows look what's possible. Mm -hmm. But look how the day began. The yeah. day began. Feed the lady, get her dressed, put her in front of the TV, she nods off. Yeah. That's just not good enough. That is not showing people respect and giving them a dignified time or giving them fun. Blimmin' yeah. She's mm -hmm. asleep and it's half yeah. ten. And yeah. look what she could have been doing. That's that's another answer to the question, what fires you up? We've got over 200 care homes in the city of Leeds alone. Yeah. And I'm afraid what I've described to you there is not a one-off. Mm. And that makes me sad. And there's 39,000 people in our great, great city who are classed as lonely. 39,000. Yeah. Imagine if even 1,000 of them, instead of being lonely, were playing our lovely games. That would be magic. And they would be getting... Almost instant friends, 
and Correct. you know that would go some way to alleviating that loneliness and something that you've said already in this in this interview is about and something that I'm going to take away from this is how can we measure people's smiles because we you know we measure all sorts of stuff in the city about activity and you know I won't go into all that but if we could measure fun and smiles I wonder if that would be something really radically different that we could possibly do well it's it's interesting you say that so um I can't remember the terminology for this but one of the practice managers and I'll come back to this in a minute one of the practice managers said how many and it was a massive number of people they have in their practice who've got almost if you like nothing wrong with them yeah but they're still on some sort of tablets okay yeah so that so um very low level uh, of illness or ailments but we could do with getting them more active we could do with improving their well-being yeah and uh, i might be coming on to our final question if i keep talking <laughs> but my thing is these games are compared with compared with bottlefuls of tablets they're actually very cheap yeah compared with yeah you're right about the smile there would be no doctor on earth or family member who would say other than getting these people to be happy is going to do them a power of good yeah yeah and there's there's no but to this graham either you know i i i used to play golf if i was having to tell you about I do this at golf and I do that at golf and it's my life and you know I'm trying to make people happy. I'd, I'd have a real, uh, there'd be a big elephant or two in the room like it's dead expensive, it's yeah. really snobby, it's yeah. very exclusive, it takes hours and hours and hours. There are no buts with this. We can do this for 10 minutes, an hour and a half, whatever you like. We can bring the, the game to you as in yeah. ping pong for you. We can't bring Motown Golf Club into your living room yeah. but we can bring ping pong for you into your living room and and the the best ideas are the simplest ideas and if they're you know as accessible and as 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 cheap as possible and there's you, you're all you're always breaking down those barriers to yeah. accessing these things yeah. it's got to be a good thing hasn't it it, it yeah. is a good thing there's no doubt about it that if 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 you let me loose on those thirty nine thousand lonely people we would make a lot of them happier there's there's no doubt about that there is no but yeah yeah i think my frustration is i'm struggling to do all of that yeah because there's only one of you and it sounds like you're really busy i i would i would happily work with whoever it needs to be to be to widen the workforce to properly get out and enhance the well-being and break down the social isolation of lots and lots and lots of people and it it is doable and it's not expensive and we would smile more sounds good to me yeah well let's do it okay (laughs) okay so i'm gonna offer you the opportunity to ask your big question now okay we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up so i i like to ask everyone that what's what's your challenge to it could be the system in Leeds it could be anybody that you want to ask this question to so what's your big question right so I don't want this to be in any way a rant 
and I don't want to say other than lots of complimentary things about lots of people in our great city. So I'm not going to name anybody. Okay. Um, and lots of people say great things about our games, which is really kind. And um, I, I trust that they're telling the truth. Yeah. But the bit that frustrates me massively is how we translate what people say are great games. What people say do lots and lots of people of all ages and all abilities and not my favourite word, disabilities, do, does so many people so much good. How do we translate from that into actually making it happen on a much bigger scale? Okay, and that frustration really bothers me. So, for example, we did meet lots and lots of practice managers who said, oh, this is great. Yeah, can, oh, yeah, it's great. Sadly, how many of them then translated that into making it happen that we came and worked with any of those groups was a big round zero. Yeah. And that, I, I just come away incredibly underwhelmed. Don't, I'd, I'd rather people didn't say any kind words, but just one of them now and again would say, hang on a minute, I've got this. I, I think what you ping pong for you guys are trying to do can help X, Y and Z here. And I'd like to work with you to start with this as a model group yeah. with a view to making it grow wider. Yeah, that's 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 uh, is that a good big enough? That is a good question. Yeah. Uh, yes, that works for me. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating to to listen to you uh, and to hear what you have to say about such a simple, just a simple idea that you know you've really demonstrated how how simple it is and how it can be delivered into a number of settings and adapted to all sorts of people. And if we do nothing else, we could measure their smiles and that we ensure that people are having fun. So, so Pete, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Please do like, subscribe and share with colleagues across your networks. The podcast is available on a range of platforms, including Spotify and Google Podcasts. Until next time, thank you.